Oh man, that's right peeps, it's time for another podcast, you know what that sound is, it's 45 minutes of Kenny Molotov, and of course, let's bring in the bass, here it goes. Oh yes, what's going on, Sunday, January 13th, 2019, it's the new year peeps, what's crack a lacking? you guys doing okay? You guys freaking out? You guys calm? What's going on? How's your weekend? How are you guys? How are you guys handling the New Year's? Your first week? It's the first week, right? It's just about over a week now of the New Year. We're officially into this bad boy. Life has started. It's begun. Your New Year's resolutions are, as of right now, either coming to fruition or they're content, co- totally botched right now. You got to let me know what's going on. Let me know in the comments below. My name is Kenny Molotov, plumbing YouTuber, professional magician, a little bit of musician as well. All the stuff is down in the description below. Just check it out when you get a chance. Uh, Let's pop over to the internet real quick. Anchor.fm forward slash Kenny hyphen Molotov. You're going to find me there. That is my uh, page on Anchor. Anchor is the app that I use to distribute the podcast. You can find this podcast on Anchor, on YouTube under Chronicles of a Plumber. And you could also find it on Anchor Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Overcast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. I'm also a vlogger, a plumbing vlogger. You can find me on Kenny Molotov, which is on YouTube. You can find this podcast on Chronicles of a Plumber on YouTube. So there's a lot, lot to talk about, a lot to take in, but uh, now you know where to find me. You can download this podcast and all those things, um, and we're good to go, man. So let's pop over to the YouTube channels currently sitting at... 2,233 subscribers. Thank you for all the new subscribers this week. Hello and welcome to the channel. I appreciate you guys being here. Uh, Gentlemen and ladies, everybody who's there, non-binary folk, whatever. I'm just happy you're along with the ride with me as I figure out this YouTube game and this, uh, I guess, life game of plumbing. If we pop over to Chronicles of Plumber, 22 subscribers. Holy crap, that's two subscribers in the last week. We're killing it, bro. Seriously, I'm actually really excited about that. We've been at 19 for at least a month, so I'm happy. I'm happy something's making a ball roll. You know what I'm saying? Just happy about that. Uh, I uploaded a podcast last week, which was 2018 in review, where I talked about all the different things that we did over the year of 2018. I also updated you guys on the plumbing that we were doing just before I got into school. And that's a whole other beast that we're going to talk about right now. I got to warn you, peeps, a few things. There wasn't a lot for me to to post on Instagram. As of last week, I think I posted three pictures. And as of five seconds ago, I just posted a video, which I should have posted a while back. I should have posted it last week, but school came out chaotic. So I'm literally just going to update you as to what's going on with school and um, how the first week was, how I'm finding the content thus far, and where I'm at uh, intellectually and emotionally over it. The first week, I got to say, was quite stressful, but let's pop over to the, the channel real quick. Let's pop over to Instagram. If you don't have me already on Instagram, Molotov underscore plumbing. That's where you can find me, and that's where you're going to find all these pictures that are affiliated with his podcast. So when I talk to you guys about pictures, uh, this is where you can find those pictures and follow along with me if you're not doing this on the YouTube 
uh, Chronicles of a Plumbing page if this is just an audio version. Uh, I appreciate you guys listening in, like I said. So, as you probably already know, but if you're new to the channels, I started my third block of school as of last week. Last week, Monday, was the first day, and I'm doing my advanced plumbing. I have eight weeks of this to go, and once the eight-week period comes up, that's when uh, I take the final exams, and uh, if I pass, then I am one step closer to taking the national exam, which is called the CFQ here in Ontario, Canada, and uh, if I pass that and I have the hours and I register everything with the College of Trades, etc., then I am officially a plumber. So this is just the first step in getting there. Let me tell you what's going on. What happened this week? Okay, so a few things right off the bat. The first picture that I posted was of this. This is literally just a backpack and a binder that I had purchased for the course. Um, I'm buying these five-star binders, which are zipper compartment type of binders. I actually have a video coming out this week which is all on plumbing materials. So I'm not going to get too detailed into it. You could check out that video on the Kenny Molotov YouTube channel. It's going to explain everything that I'm bringing in order to make my life easier and also the materials that they asked us to bring. But let me tell you about what happened this week, basically, and where I'm at right now. So as of Monday... We had to run into school, and it was orientation day, which is when all the teachers literally just hand out bunch uh, a bunch of papers to you, basically stating the course outline, what to expect, what materials to bring, etc., if you already didn't grab those materials to begin with. Orientation usually is a short day, and it was like a half day. Honestly, we were there for a couple of hours. We class starts at 8 a.m. and it ended around 10 o'clock in the morning and we were off to do our own thing. So I was home editing videos and whatnot. But um, orientation day went well. We did a bunch of review, which is what the first week encompassed for the first half of the week. I'll get into that in a second. So the first half of the week we got in and we got a bunch of review on orientation day. The following day, Tuesday, was also more review. Basically, what Tuesday looked like was us getting a bunch of stack elevations, which are um, pictures of houses or buildings with different fixtures on it. And what you're supposed to do is show how you would connect these fixtures, what sizing the vents and what sizing the drains would be as you move up the elevation and um, all that sort of jazz right there. So it was a bunch of that. It was a bunch of sizing. It was a bunch of accurately... Um, I guess, accurately defining certain things like which one is a wet vent, which one is a continuous wet vent, which one's a continuous waste in vent, which are two different things right there. A continuous vent is for a wet vent. A continuous waste in vent is an individual vent designed in a certain way. So we had to do that. We had to do a lot of sizing, which means that we had to take into consideration all the fixture units for different things like a stall urinal, is a, a wall hung urinal is 1.5 fixture units a washout a wall a washout urinal is two fixture units and a three inch trap sorry no it's the other way see that's what i'm saying it's very confusing uh when you start talking about the different types of urinals uh water closets have two different types of um fixture units for the tank 
you have four fixture units for the uh, flush valve. It's six fixture units right there. So it was a lot of review. So here's what ends up happening. We start doing the review and I know a bunch of things. I'm confident in a lot of things. A lot of things are easy to size for me. I know right off the bat, it's four fixture units for a tank toilet water closet i know right off the bat kitchen sinks 1.5 fixture units if it's not a three compartment sink in a if a, you have a three compartment kitchen sink it is two fixture units but still an inch and a half trap uh the dishwasher is a little bit confusing uh the dishwasher is one and a half 1.5 fixture units for domestic no, excuse me it's one fixture unit for domestic and then once you get to commercial it is Two fixture, a uh, two-inch trap, and two fixture units. Whew! I was memorizing this the whole week, and even still, right off the top of my head, it's hard to get. Um, so as of Wednesday, the teacher comes in, and we start sizing wet vents and stuff like that. And he sort of looks at us and goes, "Guys, you're not going to be ready for Friday if you're not cranking this out." This, sorry, this was Tuesday, Tuesday. Um, and the moment he said that. I just realized that, bro, the entire thing that I was expecting to be doing this week, which was going to school, coming back home, doing a workout, getting some cardio in, and maybe tampering a little bit with music or YouTube, you know, just getting in it. I realized, bro, I got to take this all off the table. Kenny Molotov's not ready. He doesn't know enough. He's behind because the teacher is just expecting you to know it. He's looking at you like, bro, your third year, get your crap together. What are you doing here? Now, here's the thing. I stressed myself the hell out about this. And the reason why I did that is because you're a little bit in the dark in the first week. So for the first week, the teachers tell you, look, we are strictly doing review. That's all it's going to be that's on the test. However, as of Wednesday, we took up some review. And right after that, which was like the first 10 minutes, 15 minutes of class, right after that, he got into the brand new stuff that we're supposed to be learning in year three, which was uh, we're starting off with rural type of plumbing. So we're dealing with uh, call it wells and we're also gonna talk about septic tanks in a little bit but right off the bat he jumps into this theory and i'm sitting back going dude i literally have one whole day of just sizing i have no idea what's going to be on this test because you know i know for a fact it's not just going to be sizing you can't do a whole test of sizing there's got to be a bunch of theory involved in it and luckily Luckily, that assumption that I made was right. So as of Wednesday, I called my wife up. I said, sweetheart, I'm sorry. We're not going home today. <laughs> We're not going home early, at least. I told her, I'm not going home. I'm probably not going to work out for the rest of the week. I spent the entire evening at school on Wednesday studying. I studied till 8 p.m., 8.30 p.m., and then we went home. Thursday was the exact same game plan. I stayed till around 8 30 p.m and we didn't go home till right then i got home at 9 30 and i attempted to study some more i cranked out full-on wet venting so in the canadian or ontario plumbing code book there is a section on wet venting and it's got a bunch of clauses what let me let me just bring some up 
from memory. So a few things that you got to know about wet venting is that A, there are a maximum of two toilets, two water closets in a wet vent group. If those there are two water closets in a wet vent group, they're on the same level and they're attached to the vertical section of the stack at the same level using an appropriate double fitting, which is a double Toronto TY or a double TY. Um, they have to be downstream to all fixtures and that counts for every wet vent group. If there's a water closet in the wet vent group, it has to be the most downstream fixture because if it's upstream of everything, as it discharges, it's going to start siphoning out traps. That's something. Um, and, and the list goes on. You're not allowed to have anything uh, above two inch above the wet uh, that ties in to the wet vent group, which is individually vented. So there's a uh, there's a bunch of clauses that you have to know. I spent all of Wednesday doing wet venting. I spent all of Wednesday also memorizing all the charts. 7,412, which is permitted hydraulic load from a fixture based on size of trap, which is inch and a quarter, inch and a half, two, two inch, two and a half inch, three and four, which is one, two, three, four, five, six. I, if that didn't make sense to you, it's... It's just a chart. It, so I memorized three or four charts. 74102, 74107-7563, uh, and 7571758. All five of those charts I memorized. 7581 is the wet vent chart. 7571 is going to be, I think it's the venting chart. And the list goes on. So I spent all of Wednesday memorizing those charts. I spent all of Wednesday also looking into wet venting and just memorizing the clauses on wet venting. Now, here's the thing. We got in class one opportunity to do circuit venting. Circuit venting, if you don't already know, is a way of venting a battery of units. So if you ever go into a stadium, for example, you're going to notice that the stadium, you walk into a washroom there's going to be nine or 10 water closets set up, literally nine or 10 toilets. And the crazy part about that is, is if you go into the ladies section, they also have nine or 10 toilets as well. Sometimes they're back to back, which means that you have one washroom on one side of the wall, the next washroom on the other side of the wall. But if you have nine toilets on each side, you're looking at 18 toilets altogether. So there's a method of venting called circuit venting which is a way of eliminating the individual vent to these fixtures. You have to put a circuit vent just between the very furthest uh, uh, upstream toy uh, water closet and the second one. You got to run the circuit vent up. You got to run a horizontal vent across them above flood level rim. You got to put in relief vents. You got to put in additional relief vents, etc. So this thing right here, circuit venting, is not something Dad and I have been able to do over the past few years. We don't ever deal with that amount of fixtures in a to in a washroom. So we got one opportunity to do this in class this week, and I'm sitting back going, I literally have done circuit venting once. Um, in school, I mean, and that was intermediate. Intermediate was basically all circuit venting, teaching us how to do this correctly. In the field, Kenny Molotov has never circuit vented. I once tried to get dad to circuit vent something, but we literally were going to save one individual of individual vent if I did it. So it was a little bit like just put in an extra individual vent. 
don't sweat it sort of thing. So because of that, I was really nervous. And of course you're really nervous. You've never done it before. You've never seen it in the field, which means that you haven't been refreshing it. I've wet vented a million times since intermediate because... That's a that's an easy way to get rid of one vent, sort of thing. So, uh, so it's fresh in my mind. I know that if you introduce the toilet into a wet vent, automatically it's minimum two inch. Your wet vent is minimum two inch if you're uh, venting anything with a toilet. As of then, I shouldn't say anything. If you're, it depends on the fixture units, etc. But you start at two inch with a with a water closet. So, comes Thursday. And I'm sitting back, I'm reviewing all the wet venting stuff, I'm reviewing all the charts as I was uh, telling you right now, and I'm sitting back going, man, it's 7 o'clock, I gotta start cranking out uh, circuit vents because I just don't know enough. And then I'm sitting back going, wait, I don't know enough of circuit venting, I'm pretty good on the wet venting right now, but I really should sit down and also start figuring out the fixture units on fixtures I'm not familiar with. So for example, a drinking fountain is an inch and a quarter uh it's it's an inch and a quarter trap, but it's a 0.5 fixture unit. So there's barely any water going into it. But I had to be reminded of that. And uh what else? A bidet, inch and a quarter, one fixture unit. These are things that I, I I've installed one bidet maybe. And in that I it was the the <laughs> The drain was already there, so it's not like I had to rough in a, a drain for a bidet. I, I didn't have to think about it. I just had to install the bidet. So these are things that I was sitting back going, look, that's sort of a little bit more important because this is a bigger portion of the test, right? If I don't know the fixture units to all these fixtures, then it doesn't matter if I know how to circumvent. I don't know how many <laughs> fixture units I'm going to need to circumvent with. So I said to myself, okay, let's jump on that. So that's what I did. I spent like an hour and a half memorizing that chart. That's another massive chart, peeps. A huge chart. There's like a ton of fixtures that you need to do. So anyways, so I spent time on that. And it's around 8 o'clock at this point, And I finish up learning that chart. And to a point where I'm finally comfortable, I'm comfortable actually written right now. If I were to sit down and write this out for you, I can do it. I can't do that off the top of my head because I didn't do it enough. I'm going to have to spend the next couple of weeks still refreshing that chart on the fixture units. So, peeps, sorry, I know this might be a little bit late, but in case you don't know what I'm talking about, every fixture discharges a certain amount of fixture units. And you count up all these fixture units in order to size drain. Because the more fixture units that go into a drain, uh, the larger the size, the diameter of the drain is going to be eventually. That's essentially what I'm talking about. Sorry that that might have come a little bit later than it should have, okay? So that's what I'm talking about when I'm saying fixture units. So here in Ontario, Canada, and I heard something from a teacher recently. I don't know how accurate this is, but here's a difference between... Ontario, Canada, definitely. From what I understand, the, the way the gentleman was describing it, he was saying Canada. Um, but we're going to talk about Ontario, Canada right now and other parts of the world. The big difference is, is that in certain parts of the world, you are not, as a plumber, as a plumber, you are not allowed to design um, a building of plumbing. In other words, the only way you're going to start installing the pipes is if 
an engineer hands you the drawings and tells you how to install the pipes. The difference here in Ontario, Canada, and how the gentleman was saying, the teacher was saying, Canada in general, is that when you get your CFQ, you're not only licensed by your um, province, like I'm learning the Ontario Plumbing Code, but I'm also learning the National Plumbing Code. That's what the national exam's on. It's on the National Plumbing Code, and that's basically to reinforce to the plumber that if you go to British Columbia, for example, which is not the province I'm in, you're going to have to find out, you're going to have to go by the British Columbia Code Book and find out what the sizes of the traps are going to be, sort of thing. So in other words, as a plumber here in Canada, if you are to get licensed, that gives you the authority to literally walk into a building and if there are no designs given to you that you are allowed to size and design the way the building's going to be plumbing wise so in other words you're going to have to know uh what type of pipe's going to go under the ground what type of pipe's going to go above ground what type of pipe's going to go um in the ceiling joists, etc you're going to be allowed to size it etc so i mean you also got to work with the way permits work a lot of times uh, permit offices actually prefer some sort of drawing either by an engineer or by a plumber doing a isometric drawing or whatnot but that's one of the biggest differences w between here in Ontario Canada and Canada from wait the way the teacher was describing and the rest of the world some parts of the world you're not allowed to touch anything you are literally allowed to uh, put in what the engineer told you to put in sort of thing so I guess that's why it's really extensive stuff here in Canada. I guess that's why they're hammering it so hard into our heads because at some point, there are going to be uh, customers that look at us and expect us to be able to do this stuff. And what we're doing here in school right now is the legwork on us figuring out how the hell to do it. So it's a lot to remember. It's a lot to take in. And also, it's a lot of juggling rules because here's what you got to understand. If you start sizing something according to the continuous vent, which is a wet that a vent that comes off a water closet, a wet vent, pardon me, a vent that comes off a wet vent, <laughs> a continuous vent is the vent that comes off a wet vent. This continuous vent is intended to uh, go up vertically and connect into a branch vent, a uh, stack vent, vent stack header or open air okay so the way you size this is a very specific chart for example uh, a lot of times you'll have enough fixture units that you can make this wet vent an inch and a quarter the only thing is is that if you are wet venting a water closet in this group a water closet itself requires a vent of an inch and a half you're not allowed to put an inch and a quarter vent it's not enough air going into uh, the water closet to be able to help it with um, drainage. So automatically, if the water closet's introduced into that group, you have a minimum of an inch and a half wet vent or a continuous vent coming up. The wet vent in that group is going to be two inch minimum. So that's, a, that's an example of you having to juggle the rules because normally if you look it up on, on the chart, it's going to tell you an inch and a quarter is good to go, but you got to remember that the water closet itself requires a vent of inch and a half. So... It, there's a lot to take in and there's a lot to juggle. So, which brings me to the end of the week. The end of the week is Friday. And I have to be honest with you guys. 
I was extremely overwhelmed by the end of this week. I was overwhelmed because of a couple of things. The first thing is, is this is the first year that my commute to school has become at least a third longer than it was before. It would take me around 45 minutes. It now takes an additional 15 to 20, and if you get stuck in traffic, an additional half an hour. It takes us on average around an hour and 10 an hour and 10 minutes to get to school. It's it's a hike and a half because you're on the highway the entire time. So in order for us to allot the appropriate time, I'm up at five. I'm out the door by quarter to six, which means that I try to get some cardio in in the morning if I can. Quarter six, we're out. We're on the highway. We're heading to school. I get there just before seven if there's not a lot of traffic. So that commute itself and that time period of waking up is is rough. First of all, the second of all thing is that as of Monday, Tuesday and Monday and Tuesday, I was perfectly good because I was getting to bed on time because I wasn't studying like a maniac. As of Wednesday, when I left school at 830, that was it for me. My energy plummeted. I started getting tired and now I'm sleep deprived, which means my faculties aren't at their best. Come Thursday, I'm up early again. I'm at school for seven. The same process again. Leave school late, get to get to home, uh, study even more, and then wake up early again. So by Friday, I was a disaster. Normally, when I'm working, I actually have the ability to go to bed early because when I get home, I don't have much to do. But now, I do school for eight hours, and then I start cranking out studying at the end of the day. So I was extremely overwhelmed as of Friday. So I get to school on Friday. And I really don't know. I really have no idea how I'm going to do on this test because, like I said, we're sort of shooting in the dark. I have 16 weeks of material of basic eight weeks, intermediate eight weeks. I have 16 weeks of material that I can study in order to prepare for this test, but I really have no idea what's going to be on it. I have a gist of what they gave me and a gist of what kind of um, answer questions Rather than sizing, you know, like short answer or multiple choice questions that there could be on the test. And I literally just winged it. I, I went with wet venting. I went, I went with all the charts. The teacher told us, memorize those charts. I also went with defining where the branch vent, yeah, where the, sorry, stack vent, vent stack header, and open air begin and they end. Those are four different types of vents, by the way. A stack vent is the top portion of the stack which goes to open air, uh, which means that at some point you're going to have fixtures that finish connecting to the stack. Everything above those fixtures is considered the stack vent, okay? So on your top floor, the highest portion of the stack which doesn't connect to the uh, to any drainage pipes, that's your stack vent. Then you have a vent stack. A vent stack is a stack that follows along other stacks, but it's purely a venting stack, which means that it just distributes air to the systems around it. So it doesn't have anything discharging into it if it's designed correctly. So what you'll do is you'll run this in parallel with the stack right next to it, and every um, group that's on each floor will eventually have a vent that connects into it, up, 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 all the way, and then it ties in, which is a 
thinking if it's a header ties into no the header goes from the anyways you have to define all these things because on the test they'll look at you and they'll say i need you to draw a line of where the header is the header the length of the header is the developed length from the most distant soil or waste pipe connection all the way to open air so that means on the first floor where you're going to have a connected laundry tub, for example. That's most likely your most distant soil or waste pipe connection. And it will travel all the way up to the top floor and all the way out of the building. And that is the length of your header. So you got to know the definition of all these things because you're going to have to draw these lines to show the teacher that you know where the header starts, where it ends, where the stack fence starts, where it ends, etc. So I did that as well, and I'm telling you, I don't think I did well on the test with that portion. Even though I knew it, I was, I was messing myself up. On one of the questions, I completely mauled the paper. I was supposed to show where the continuous vent starts and ends. The continuous vent, according to this, starts at the top portion of the wet vent, on the vertical portion of the wet vent, and it goes to a stack vent, vent stack, header, open air. I didn't, I, I didn't know where branch vent. Uh, connected in there. I didn't know if the definition was requiring branch vet or not. So I, I, I wrote this arrow a hundred times and then I crossed it out and then I realized I was right the first time. So I had to white out a bunch of this paper. So I'm not sure how happy my teacher is going to be on that. Comes the test. I don't know how I'm about to do. Finally, I say to myself, okay, there's only so much I can do. I get to school a little bit earlier and I, I go, okay, let me just go over the circuit venting stuff and let me go over a couple of the stack elevations. So I, I start writing out some things for the stack vent, uh, sorry, for the circuit vent stuff. I put it away and I say to myself, you know what? We're done. Let's grab some food. Let's make sure that we have nutrition in us that's going to help us think. I grab food, I grab myself a steep tea, I grab myself some Timbits, I sit down, I eat it all. I have friends that come in, they sit down with me, we start bouncing some ideas off of each other, we go up to the classroom, we crank out this exam, <laughs> this test. <laughs> I gotta tell you something. There's a, uh, there's a guy I met this year, and I'm not gonna say any names, but he's a sweet kid. I met him on the first day. One of those individuals that's just easy to talk to. You know what I'm saying? He's got he's got a little bit of flavor to him. You know, you meet him. He's he smiles. He doesn't ever look like he uh, he's a bit stressed or whatnot. He seems like a cool cat. He walks in. Um, he walks into the calf. Oh, yeah, you know, I read this over. I was working last night, actually, and I read over the notes. And I'm sitting back sweating bullets, right? Like, I look like I studied two nights in a row. I look like a mess. And he looks fresh and good. And he's like, yeah, I think we're going to, you know, I'm excited. It should be good. It's a review test. It's a review test. What, what are we worried about sort of thing? Uh, and we sat down. And he sat next to me during the exam. <laughs> And the entire exam, this kid was cussing out loud. He was like, shit. And he's like, <laughs> he changed his tune completely. I felt bad for the kid, man, because he's a sweetheart. But um, 
<laughs> he, he was he was rough. He was having a rough time, especially during the showing where the header is, showing where the stack vent and vent stack. That's what he was telling me after. He goes, when I got to those pages, that's when I started swearing because it was confusing, man. And even though I knew the definitions, I was still kind of messing with my own head going, is it right? Is it wrong? So I get into the test. And the moment I start start the test, Wet venting is a huge topic of conversation on the test. So right away, I'm like, okay, I'm really happy. I studied, I studied wet venting, went through the wet venting stuff. There was a, there was also, um, there's also stuff on on where the vent's supposed to be. So for example, there are particular sizes for vents. Depending, uh, there are minimum permitted sizes of vents. Uh, based on size of trap. So an inch and a quarter trap is an inch and a quarter vent. Inch and a half trap, inch and a quarter vent. Two inch vent, two inch trap, inch and a half vent. Three inch trap, inch and a half vent. Four inch trap, inch and a half vent. Five inch trap, two inch vent. Six inch trap, two inch vent, okay? Why was I telling you this? Guys, sorry, I went through the chart. So, yes. Oh, yes, yes. So there are rules to this, okay? And each of these is allowed a minimum slope um, of 1 in 50, except when you start getting to 4-inch. In 4-inch, uh, no, that's a trap arm. So anyways, okay, so there's a lot to go through here. So first of all, your trap arm, which is the pipe that connects to the arm of the trap and goes to the fixture drain is allowed a certain distance. You're also allowed to put in your back vent or your individual vent within a certain distance as well. It's allowed to be minimum two times the trap diameter. So if you have an inch and a half trap, you at minimum, you need three inches between the trap and the vent. It's protecting vent because if it's in between there, it's actually going to have a hard time on the discharge of the whatever the fixture is. Somehow it'll block up the trap and it won't be able to work correctly. That's first of all. The maximum amount of slope that a, a fixture drains allowed is one time the inside diameter of the pipe. So if the pipe's inside diameter is inch and a half, then you're only allowed an inch and a half drop uh, throughout the fixture drain. And then uh, the minimum amount of slope is 1 in 50 until you get to 4 inch, which can also be 1 in 100, with a, I think is an eighth of an inch per foot. And you're allowed 135 degrees worth of turn uh, before you get to its protecting vent. A lot to remember. So that was on the test as well. A bunch of the charts were on the test, like I was telling you. Everything I studied, luckily, was on the test. Where I think I started botching the test up was the um, sizing of things. I, I still wasn't super comfortable with it. I, I did my best with it. I managed to catch a few things that a couple of the friends of mine weren't able to. But overall, that's where I think I really botched it. And, and those lines that I was supposed to show the header and the continuous vent, especially that, that picture, I mulled that picture, uh, fixture. But... Fixture, picture, man. Jeez, this is how you know it's a plumbing, uh, <laughs> a plumbing podcast. Uh, but a couple of other things I wanted to show you. Uh, this picture right here is us doing sizing. Okay, so this is sizing a 
I can't, oh, there's a wet vent at the bottom right here. There's, I, I can't read all of it, but this was what the first day looked like. It was us just sizing everything. And then this picture right here, this is what the shop looks like. Really, really nice, really, really pretty. But we got, we officially started our backflow course, which is something I'm excited about because I talked about backflow quite a few times in the past. I had a couple of videos on it. I'm really passionate about backflow preventing um, because first of all, it makes sure that our water is not contaminated. But second of all, these devices are pretty damn cool. So we have an entire course on backflow, which is actually rare. It's rare here in um, the GTA. Normally what the schools do is you can go get your backflow license separately from doing your classes in class sessions. At least that's the way the teachers described it to me. So the way this course is, is that they're going to teach you the backflow and then you're going to have the opportunity to get license, which also means that you have to pay the teacher the fee. Um, and if you pass this exam, you are officially licensed. You're, you're starting your foot out the door with a backflow a preventer license, which means that you can test them and also uh, repair them as well. So I'm really excited about this because dad, for example, had to go on his own to go get it. When he was doing his uh, apprenticeship, he wasn't getting it like that. He had to go to a night course. He had to get that done, get, get licensed, and then he had to renew it every five years. So I'm getting to do that during my apprenticeship, which, which is a blessing. I'm very happy about this but that's what we're doing we're doing a backflow test here backflow course <clears throat> here's some stuff about it on the board and um the third thing the third course that we're going to be taking is called well there's two more one is uh drafting which means that we're gonna take a building we're gonna have to draw the plumbing out in a stack elevation a bird's eye view i forgot what they're called when you look at it from up to down um, a drain plan, sorry, that's what it's called. It's called a drain plan, a stack elevation, and then we're going to finish off with an isometric drawing. We're going to have to get a list of material of how much this is going to cost, and we're going to have to put a quote together and give it to the client, which is the teacher, essentially. That's the next one. And the final thing that we're going to do as a class is uh, we have an entire course on exam prep, which is the national exam, the CFQ here. So, get this <clears throat> here's a really interesting thing that's happening for us that hasn't happened for other schools uh, because of the scenario check this out so if you check out our plumbing code book the name of the individual that wrote it is a teacher at the school I'm currently at so he didn't write all the codes this is his version of the code book he submitted it he got it mass-produced Everybody buys it. All the plumbers have a, a version of this code book, the Ontario Plumbing Code Book, okay? So the other thing is, is that this individual is also really high ranked. Um, this individual uh, is part of many committees in the plumbing community, including the committee of um, inspectors, which is one as well. So he basically knows all the inspectors in the GTA for the most part, or they know of him. Definitely. Definitely. Um, another thing is that, um, he's on the board that apparently, uh, makes the national exam and what he has devised, which is something that not all the plumbing schools have is he devised, 
basically a bunch of information on the differences between the plumbing code book in Ontario and the National Plumbing Code Book of Canada, which is really crucial information. This is something that I, as a plumber, would have to sit down and sift through to, to be able to find it. But this individual went through all of it, figured it all out, and is handing it to us during this exam prep so that we're ready as plumbers to be able to go and take the CFQ essentially. So that's a great blessing in and of itself. That's something I'm really excited for. I'm really, really happy um, that that's happening and um, that's what we're going to be getting into. And that is right after the the test on Friday. Every Friday we have a test. So go figure. Um, it'll be interesting. It, it's been an interesting first week. I don't know if I overdid it with studying so hard and making myself feel overwhelmed or I underdid it. We'll find out if the test comes back totally horrible. But it's been a rough, rough week in that sense. I'm I, Yesterday, I just slept all day. All day Saturday, I just slept. And then right at the end of the day, I ended up doing some drawings and whatnot. So it's been interesting. It's been an interesting first week. Uh really excited about getting this done by the way and the last thing i want to show you is the it's the video that i uploaded last week the vlog and i wanted to show it to you because uh i didn't put the teaser out till just like five seconds ago so check this bad boy out All right, so that was the video as of last week. I wasn't able to put up a teaser on Instagram because I was just immediately bombarded with a bunch of things I needed to do for school to make sure that I'm on top of my game. As of yesterday, I ended up spending a ton of time doing a stack elevation, which is a picture I'm going to be showing you in the vlogs within the next couple of weeks. Um, a stack elevation, it takes a lot of time to do well and to do nice, and neatness is a huge factor, so that's something to keep in mind. You don't want it to look like a disaster, and trust me, in the past, I've made it look like a disaster. So that's what I'm doing as of uh, today. i got to get that done. I also got to start on some studying. I'm going to try to get a vlog out for you guys as of tomorrow or Tuesday, probably closer towards Tuesday, depending on how it goes. I also got to edit a couple of videos. I mean, I'm, I'm basically swamped with a bunch of things I have to do, but it's a blessing. I'm really happy I can do it, and uh, I'm happy I could take you guys on this journey. So, peeps, I know there's not a lot of conversation about in-field plumbing work 
And if you dis- decide to opt to not listen to these next podcasts, I understand. Uh, but I hope that there, the insight into uh, what I'm doing in school is also helpful because uh, in regards to getting your apprenticeship done, I think we all at some point will be encountering all these conversations about fixture units, wet vents, circuit vents, branch vents, headers, etc. So peeps, I love you guys. Thanks for listening in. I'm Kenny Molotov, plumbing YouTuber, professional magician, musician. Down in the uh, description below, you can check me out there. Go on to anchor.fm forward slash Kenny hyphen Molotov to find me on Anchor and then all your different podcasting platforms. You can find me there as well. I love you guys and I'll see you very soon. Kenny Molotov, guys. Peace, baby.